Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Frankly with Faith. I'm your host, of course, Faith Tomlinson. February is a pretty awesome month. We celebrate love with Valentine's Day and we get a chance to celebrate the contributions and sacrifices made by African Americans. We acknowledge and honor the past, the pain and struggle endured by so many so that future generations could live freely and just. Since 1976, February has been celebrated as Black History or National African American History Month. President Ford was the first president to recognize Black History Month as a national holiday after it evolved from Negro History Week. Now, as February comes to a close, I find it fitting to acknowledge those who we may not readily know. Their tenacity, intellect, and ambition have made our lives easier, and they deserve recognition. So let's begin. When we see Garrett Morgan's traffic light invented in 1923, we no longer have to guess when to yield, when to stop, or when to drive. Where would we be without the delectable peanut butter and jelly sandwich if not for George Washington Carver inventing peanut butter in 1884? Let there be light. Thanks in part to Louis Latimer and his invention of carbon filaments for light bulbs in 1880. Madam C.J. Walker created her own line of hair products specialized for black hair, allowing black women to love and care for their hair with ease. Now, what would a party be without potato chips? George Crumb invented the potato chip in 1853 when a restaurant customer complained that the french fries were too thick. Boxing heavyweight champion Jack Johnson first patented the wrench in 1922. Who doesn't love a good carb? Joseph Lee invented the bread maker in 1895. And what would childhood be without the endless fun of the super soaker, invented by Lonnie Johnson in 1989? Entrepreneur and inventor Sarah E. Good was the first African-American woman to receive a United States patent. In 1985, Good invented a cabinet bed, which she described as a folding bed, very similar to what nowadays we would call a Murphy bed. We've got pencils for writing and coloring and pencils for makeup. But every pencil needs a sharpener. Thanks to John Love's 1897 invention of the portable pencil sharpener, known as the Love Sharpener, our pencils will never go dull. Because of Philip Downing, male is protected from Mother Nature, pests, and nosy neighbors. He invented the mailbox in 1891. Thomas Jennings invented the dry cleaning process, originally called dry sourcing. In 1821, 
he was the first black man to receive a patent. For those of you who love baking and cooking all around the world, you can thank Willis Johnson for inventing the egg beater in 1884. The 1982 artificial pacemaker from Otis Boykin allows people with previous heart problems to live and love again. Mark Dean is one of the top engineering minds at the International Business Machines Corporation, IBM. He made his first mark in the industry in the early 1980s when he and a colleague developed a system that allowed computers to communicate with printers and other devices. Before her 30th birthday, May C. Jemison had received two undergraduate degrees and a medical degree, served two years as a Peace Corps medical officer in West Africa, and was selected to join the NASA's astronaut training program. Her eight-day space flight aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor in 1992 established Jemison as the United States' first female African-American space traveler. Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first African-American woman physician in the United States. She was accepted to the New England Female Medical College and earned an M.D. in 1864. Nine months before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat to a white passenger on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, a then 15-year-old Claudette Colvin did the same. On March 2, 1955, Colvin was taking the bus home from high school when the driver ordered her to give up her seat. Colvin refused, saying she had paid her fare and it was her constitutional right, but she was then arrested by two police officers. Colvin later became the main witness in the federal lawsuit Browder v. Gale, which ended segregation on public transportation in Alabama. Shirley Chisholm was a pioneer for African-American women holding major roles in government. Chisholm first served as an educational consultant for New York City Bureau of Child Welfare and ran for New York State Assembly in 1964. In 1968, she was elected as the first African-American congresswoman serving a Brooklyn district in the House of Representatives and later became one of the founding members of the Congressional Black Caucus. She made history once again in 1972 when she became the first African-American woman of a major political party to run for the Democratic Party nomination. This list doesn't end here. There are so many others who deserve to be honored and recognized. And that respect and recognition goes far beyond today, tomorrow, and this month. Black history is everywhere in what we eat, how we dress, how we live, and the music that we hear. I remember my mom introducing me to jazz and there's this jazz song that comes to mind that I have loved for a really long time, since I was young. It's somber and eerie, but I still find it 
beautiful and very meaningful. It's a great reminder of the truth of our past as a nation that should never be overlooked, dismissed, or forgotten. Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit was banned from radio airwaves as being too radical and too offensive. It was turned down by record companies because they didn't want to offend white customers. Now, I won't destroy your ears with trying to sing the song, so I'll just recite the lyrics. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south. The bulging eyes and the twisted mouth. Scent of magnolias sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is the fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather and for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. I have often heard the question, Why do we have Black History Month? This song is an example as to why. This song was written and depicted by a man who witnessed a lynching. I have heard it said that Black History Month isn't needed anymore. Well, we needn't look any further than the current state of our nation for a reason why. Acknowledging and respecting our sullied and tormented past is essential so that hatred, bigotry, and intolerance do not fester or repeat. We must do better and we can never forget. I hope every person listening is able to take away something constructive from this episode. My goal is to elicit thought-provoking conversations, and to create purposeful dialogue. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Frankly with Faith. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and like. I welcome interaction and feedback, so shoot me a message with questions or comments. You can email me at franklywithfaith at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at frankly underscore with faith and check out the website at www.franklywithfaith.com. You can tune in next week for another episode of Frankly with Faith.